Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlewy.net for further information. So when you see Trey, a DJ on the mic, ask what it's like, it's like we're getting hyped tonight. Cause it was like Morris, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me, Mac. You're getting us hyped for the GA this weekend. I, look, this is one of those, it's not really uh, what we've sold this segment as, because usually it's about stuff people might be paying attention to, and we're trying to get them hyped, tell them why they should be interested in it. I think we're all looking forward to these club finals this weekend. I think we are, but I still think there is a kind of an element of, like, one, it's on a different date than it normally is, and two, sometimes still, even to this day, the club story of these club games and how they build up to this can be overlooked a little bit, like, you know? Yeah, this, it still is a symptom of the... Like, they've moved it back from March, obviously, but it still is a symptom of it's just a bit of a departure from the... Like, it feels like a new year. People are starting to look ahead, just talk about leagues. We've seen this talk about Auburn Cups and a new Desi Farrell era. And in the background, then, the club is still kind of trundling away. Like, once it's all in the calendar year, it'll be perfect, and you'll get kind of that build-up of hype. But I do think Mick is right. It is slightly floating a bit under the radar. There's also the prospect of two very one-sided finals, but... With that being said, you're the expert in here, so you're going to tell us everything that's going to happen in the two games now in a second. But funnily enough, Mick has a sneaky feeling for Boris Ali, and I have a sneaky feeling for Kilku. <laughs> so we're perfectly balanced out here. Obviously, both games, you know, Ballyhale against Boris Ali is at 2 p.m. on Sunday, with Currafin against Kilku at 4 p.m., both alive on TG Cahar. And Boris. Morris is going to tell us looking the two at favorites the odds, are going to win handy. Yeah, looking at the odds, I think it's 3 to 10 Boris Ali and Labrooks and 2 to 7 for Currafin. So, um, sorry, 3 to 10 for Ballyhale. Uh, so it's looking like it could be one sided, but tell us is it going to be no like the you do have to bear in mind that that's a Boris Lee team who were as high as 7-2 in a semi-final were 4-1 to one in a monster final were underdogs in their county final like so the, the you know you can only read so much into odds and uh, it's also worth bearing in mind that particularly after that monster final it was referenced a lot that Boris Lee were 4-1 to one, to the extent where that was definitely used as motivation for yeah. them in, the, in, the, in that dressing room like it's in a lot of ways it's nearly a dream matchup like I was saying this to Mick off air recently but to, to see Brendan Maher against TJ Reid it's worth entrance fee alone like to see those two going at it again on top of that then you've got Colin Fennelly who you know like up until the last couple of minutes you could make a case for Slot Neil that they were going to win that game like they I were thought right they were when Madras got that goal I was like oh this is Slot Neil going to get did, the zero it, it did feel like Tide was hurting a small bit yeah it's, it's, the, it's one of those funny situations where like does that show that Ballyhale are not unbeatable but at the same time, does it also sh- it also shows why Ballyhale are the team yeah, they are? You've got a player like, like Colin Fenley, yeah. Who, yeah, who sounds up like that. And then yeah. I actually think the way you play, like Fenley did something, uh, scored a really similar goal against Cork in the All Ireland quarter final last year. It was a really similar goal, and he was marking one of the strongest hurlers in the country. Cadigan was on him at the time, and I, I actually don't think you get into a bear pit and mix it with him there. I think you need kind of a a player who's going to try and nick in front of him, and like I actually think you need a nippy kind of. Martin Marker as opposed to a big towering presence who will compete with him on the ground because if, if the ball's in his hands you're in trouble like he's just such a powerful presence and Paddy Stapleton is actually that player now I think like he has that kind of element of him where he's he'll like a spoiler you know what I mean like he will spoil ball and that's what you kind of need to match him Brendan Marker has shown time and time again already in 2019 like he cancelled out Aaron Galan he did a job on TJ already like he's the funny thing about Brendan Marker is that he will mix it whatever way you want it. So if you need him to be the man marker, the way he was rotating with Dan McCormick in the semi-final was brilliant. He suddenly became this attacking presence yeah, in the Donald second Ray half. Donald well. favourite thing in the <laughs> world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, which he asked about 100 questions about after the game. But he he will mix it any way you want. And given how integral TJ is to this team, like you look back at that Stock Neil game, 
Mullen was very quiet. I think he only scored a point if even. Um, young Cody, who was apparently the new leading light, again, pretty quiet. Players who came to the fore for Ballyhill, as they always do, Colin Fenley with the goals, TJ Reid with nearly 10 points. That's like ultimately crucial. And I think if you boil down on two, and that's why those two matchups are so kind of exciting yeah. because they're like, without going overboard with it, they're effectively going to decide the game. I think rightfully the, uh, you know, the story in a lot of people's mind going into this is, is Bursley. And, you know, you're talking about a tip versus Kilkenny game, but yet there's like one massive underdog and small team versus the kind of aristocrats. But like there is also... You know, we shouldn't sleep on the Ballyhale story here either. And, you know, like that they've experienced tragedy this year, that they're going to, um, you know, it's going to mean so much to this town and to this parish as well if they can go. There's also like a couple of little storylines there, like as in this team, you know, we're going to look at probably one of the best club teams of all time at four o'clock. Like in the Hurling, Ballyhale put themselves into that conversation with a with a win here, you know, as well and don't forget then as well you've got their manager who just so happens to be the best player to ever play the game and eventually his county are going to need a new manager and if you have two All-Irelands yeah. under your belt you've already got the name factor which is going to put you front and centre anyway in like you know as somebody that's going to have a huge chance of getting that job and then he's going to have two All-Irelands under his belt so there's a lot on Ballyhale's side as well that nobody's going to really talk about because every, until they win because everybody's rightly so consumed with Bursley's story and uh, in line with this segment what Mick mentioned there that's a really good kind of subplot and this, the great thing about this is there's a load of those subplots like you look at Offaly in the Doldrums of hurling after getting relegated last year, making a really what well, was kind of a looks like a really inter, uh, interesting appointment with Johnny Kelly as number two and Michael Fenley as number one. And with the two of them, have thought that <laughs> the other, turn the other side of the year as they're planning for off this year, Michael Fenley's going to a final against Johnny Kelly, managing Boris Lee, like the both of them. It's so insane, many, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a typical GA problem, but it's also it's a kind of a fast those kind of subplots, like they're everywhere for a game like this, which actually kind of makes it all the more interesting given yeah. like what we're going to see on Sunday. Do you think like? Mark was talking earlier about like how I have a fancy for Bursley, and it comes from just watching, especially their last two games. I saw them in the the Tip County final as well, but just kind of like getting through through like heart and staying power and hunger and all these like GA cliches. But you see it in front of you. You see the evidence in front of you. Like I mean, St Thomas's weren't in the game. That St Thomas's weren't in the game for the last fifteen minutes because Bursley just wore them out and it's very hard to bet against a team like that no matter who they're playing, you know, and I just feel like there's something in the stars about them. But then again, like, there is another side to that and I'd be interested to know what you think in that, like, maybe eventually you kind of have reached your level and you've exceeded that level and then you come up against someone that a group that might just have too much class and maybe having to mark TJ Reid for a whole match, the, like, probably best hurler in the country, means that you can't go up and score yeah. three points in a free roll whenever you want because you're the best player on your team it's funny this conversation we might actually return to this team slightly uh, with my toss and Corfin I was about to say this whole conversation is, you could just literally replace Corfin with the reason that I think it's kind of relevant is because you look at this the Thomas's game particularly was interesting like there's the these kind of bright lights from in Galway Hurling who are littered in this Thomas's team so you've guys like Fintan Burke who's supposed to be the next week team the, uh, Connor Cooney was, was there but like at the same time, those, so those kind of what are they're, they're not integral players that are Thomas's team, and they kind of just weren't in the game. They're a bit mismatchy. But the integral players, the players who have carried like uh, Joseph Cooney or like uh, David Burke, both of them were there, and they were like nullified from the game effectively. Joseph Cooney hit, hit four points, but he also had a lot of wise in the second half. Mm. Their use of possession was 
Italian's terrible and the reason I bring that up is because it kind of plays into the way Barcelona play like at times what you would see is a mad clearance the, the best example was a ball came up over Brendan Marzer and he just pulled wildly volleyed the ball over his head just drilled it towards the force and they lost possession but they kind of in a way it's kind of a tactic because they're so confident that because of the way their half forward line work when particularly if Brendan Marzer is up there the, his point with the broken hurl is a case in point he mm. comes in blocks down a keeper they win the ball back that they can kind of bank on the fact that they'll turn over a team with that and I'd actually think that that might be a problem this weekend because if there's any team who are really, really careful about how they use the ball, it's Ballyhale. Yeah. And they're, I think they're a lot tactically shrewder than definitely than Thomas's were anyway. Like, I don't think they'll be as wasteful. And that gave, like, do you remember the amount of times where you'd see a turnover and you, the reaction to that turnover would be like a huge roar? Like, you could, you could tell the amount of people that yeah. are up from tip just by that. And I don't, I, th- that's like oxygen to the fire, like, really. And I think that a team like Ballyhale are kind of capable of being a bit shrewder about mm. that and kind of denying what is effective there Amio you know last point just on just to on the, in credit to Bursley is like we've seen them win in the muck and the shit against Valley Gunner <laughs> yeah, and we've yeah. seen them play on the <laughs> nicest January day of all time in Limerick uh, a couple of weeks ago against Thomas's they can kind of play all kinds of styles they're not just a kind of a dogged beat them out sort of team you know what I mean they're good hurlers they're very very skillful like they're still tip champions after all <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean they're not as big an underdog as we kind of make them out to be a little bit you know but yeah, no, after this conversation, I am leaning towards Ballyhale, just having too much for them, I have to say. Yeah, I'm going to bring in, just before we get to your prediction, of an, a, an old game from three-man weave last year. Guess the <laughs> handicap. Can you guess the handicap for this match? We're going to do it with both of them. Morris, I'm going to go with the, you can get pick first for the hurling. Uh, I'll say Ballyhale minus... Um, <laughs> He's struggling here. He doesn't like being put in the spot when he's not. <laughs> no. Forrest right. thinks about these things. I'll say Ballyhale minus four. Ballyhale minus four. Mick, what are you going for? Um, That's too big. I won't say minus five because it might be too easy. I'd say it's Ballyhale minus six. It's Ballyhale minus four. One Is minus it? Oh, wow. <laughs> he, he does nail these uh, things. And give us a prediction. I think Ballyhale. I, I wouldn't... With that spread, I think this game could be a lot closer than that. But I uh, do think Barry Hale are going to win. Barry Hale, by so you're saying one to three. Maybe. Yeah. So Barry Hale to win by one to three is seven to two on Labrooks. Right. Mick, are you going for a bigger win or smaller? Um, I really leave, smaller I, I leave the predictions to Barry here. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, I, I'd love to see Bursley win. I'm not going to back against them. Because I want to cheer them on. Yeah, I never thought I'd say this about a Tipperary yeah. team, lads. But uh, <laughs> it's the truth. Um, but at the same time, like I just. I feel I remember watching last year's All Ireland final, wondering about this Ballyhale team, and then just seeing them and just thinking they were just exquisite. Like you know, yeah. I don't think I've actually seen them play sixty minutes since. So it's almost on that memory alone, it's very hard to back against them. You know, uh, the football then literally the almost exact same conversation very, as we yeah. mentioned. Like I watched Cuckoo and I'm like, geez, these lads, I tell you, are going to be a match for anyone. Like you watch them and you get sucked in to thinking. I you know, I'm really convinced, convinced myself. Geez, you know, I think they could beat Cora Finn. But then, like, reading Joe Raleigh's piece in the Sunday Independent about Corofin, and you're like, oh, wait, no, Corofin are absolutely class. What am I saying? And I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you'll see every team outside of Cor- as in, before they play Corofin, they're one thing. And yeah. then when they go up against them, it's really hard, especially at club level, where it's like, yeah. it's kind of apples and oranges because you're not going to pass form or they haven't played each other before or whatever it is. So this is difficult, but I do think Kilku are brilliant to watch. They're completely different. It's, it, it's different styles, really. Like they're real shorthand passing, running in packs, hunting in packs, going together. But you can't say that it's just pure 
blanket defence. No. And hopefully, it's almost like Tyrone in 03, yeah, that or, kind of... Oh, McGinnis has done a goal nearly. Yeah, so you know, like the Kerry... The, Club teams just don't know what's the, what they're coming up against. All of a sudden, Kilku are just around them. There's seems to be like 15 black jerseys just running around the place and that <laughs> ball is barely in anyone's hand before it's moved on again. Yeah, like, and this is what, why it's kind of relates to the conversation we had earlier. The only reason that I, I was kind of hesitant about Kilku is that, do you remember the amount of times where you'd see, like, Basquiat kick a ball short and from that Kilku would launch a brilliant attack or yeah. a kick out would go long out on midfield and they were looking for like at whoever it was to come and clear the ball and Branning would come drive with his fists pumps the ball forward and they break forward and they can do that like Carfin's kickouts with with power are perfect like they're totally on the money they're these really intelligent coordinated drills this in the last all Ireland finals when we saw power the flick in hand that uh, it's up on Buzz uh, um, analysis of this but he's using his hands to direct players to create space like these are set moves that are really kind of intelligent and well crafted so their use of possession won't allow that tickle coup what we saw in those situations so suddenly they've kind of like fired themselves now maybe they will be able to hunt them down but the, you mentioned the draw body piece like that bit of in game intelligence when a team if a team wants to set back ahead of like that's why you kind of need to do you kind of need to press Carfin. Like, if you set back in front of them, they're the most patient team in the world. They've got so many players who are capable of kicking from long. If it's, like, Ronan Stead, Farraher, Ian Burke, Mike, Michael Lundy, they're all really good long range shooters or they're really intelligent with the way that they yeah. build, build and pull a team out. So, I, like, I do kind of feel like that... I agree with what you're saying about Kilku's tactics, but it's still reactive. Like, it still is kind of dependent on yeah. being provided something by the opposition. I, I don't know if Carfin will do that. The Broly piece, if anyone hasn't read it, it's about like just looking at some of the tactical ingenuity from Cora Finn where they're faced against a blank defence and they're trying to suck the whole defence to one side of the pitch or both the... Just ways of orchestrating space, forwards, yeah. yeah. running to one corner of the pitch from the start of the game against Nemo Rangers and then instinctively knowing, Lundy knowing that... Was it Lundy knowing Burke or Burke knowing Lundy? I can't remember which way around it was. <laughs> was inside him like for the pass. But then like Kaku, one thing that they kind of rely on is that people aren't comfortable on the as comfortable on the ball as you'd like to think. That when you put them under that kind of pressure that they're not, they don't have the, I don't call it natural skill, but that's just comfortableness on the ball to hold on to it in that kind of situation, which Corfin are going to have. Yeah. They've got, of any team, they're going to be a team that's going to be able to counter That's it, yeah. You can't, like, you made the best point earlier, which is like, you almost can't judge a team until they come up against Corfin, like, you know, because they're such a class apart. Like, to watch it, like, against Nemo, the way they kind of just, were so expert in the way they were just handling, like, off. It was like, oh, we let you win four points, like, you know, but then as soon as you do, we'll come on. And it's like someone like Ian Burke, like, barely kicks a ball in the first half, and then it's like, comes out in the second half. It was like, ah, lads, nuts to this. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? And it's just like, he, you know, he, he has an outstanding second half performance and I just think they've got too many of those lads you mentioned most of them Morris like you know yeah. I mean? they've too many of those guys that can just change a club game on their own like and you have to wonder as like tactics will come into it and all the things that Kilku do really well but eventually quality is going to show because Curfin have all these uh, tactical uh, geniuses and, and, and genius plays and stuff like that so the team with the much higher quality footballers are the team that are surely going to come out on top yeah. we're also probably talking about the best club team well, that, that's, a, that's a really interesting narrative for this game because if Carfin do win it, they kind of consolidate that mantle as the best club. And I kind of do think that they are. If you want to talk about matchups as well, like for all those, those I, we went through this, those kind of silky fours already, but you've got like a, a warrior like Kieran Fitzgerald at the back. And if like, if you've got one man who's going to go blow for blow with Laverty, it's, it's Fitzgerald. Like he will stand there with him. And Fitzgerald could still play into county football, lads. Like he, if, if he was to, if he had two nippy corner backs ahead of him and you wanted him as a fullback, which Galway 
Gary right now we're playing Gary O'Donnell in that role Fitzgerald could definitely Come do on. that job he could, he could do it but uh, I, I hope you're not here calling uh, uh, for I'm a 38 year old to be recalled to the Galway <laughs> team <laughs> on the um, on the idea of the skill set PJ's done a good piece actually with speaking of Ken Fitzgerald um, you can see the up and balls idea as well about how Carfin developed these footballers that are so good under skill about their a lot of their training is seven aside games so they've like really maximised the amount of ball like if you play a 15 aside game your corner forwards cornerbacks wing backs they might touch the ball 10 to 15 times if you play seven aside games they might get 40 to 50 touches so that'll just naturally increase it things like developing two footed and all that kind of stuff like they're really big on that side of the game and that's why like you're talking about Kilku ultimately what Kilku do is like they want to pressure your skills get into you making mistakes Carfin don't make those mistakes like they don't have that element to them they haven't shown it otherwise so to my mind if Carfin are going to lose this game it's because they've underperformed like if their mean is just such that I don't see anybody else getting near them yeah have you seen that in them in the last say two years have you seen a performance that said Jesus if they met the wrong team this year they'd be caught this week they'd be caught the first day so the last two county finals Carfin drew and went to replays and so a lot of people would argue, oh, well, they are actually priming when they peak. Mm. Now, I don't actually think that is the case. Like, I think that the, particularly last year against Montpellier, they really struggled to break down a team. But what was great was how they reacted afterwards. So the first day, I think it was like seven points all. They really struggled to break down a team. And come back to a replay, Bernard Power is coming out of his goals. They're using him to create an overlap up the pitch. So you've got a keeper coming out kind of forced. So if you've got a blank in defence, you kind of carry that overlap all the way up. Like, they're really intelligent in the ways that they react to teams so they like now the thing is that you, they'll be caught in a hop there is also the factor Carfin know Crow Park every inch and blade of the place they've were in there already during the week you want to talk about squads I did, like we're led to believe Carfin might as many as 10 players in with the Galway team as well this year like there so you've, you've got the, the standard 15 that are always there at six fours but then you've got subs who are good enough to play inter-county football as well so like as, as a unit I just think that Carfin are I think our Finn are class apart. That might be biased on looking at it from a guy perspective, but I also do think they're the best club uh, team that we're going to see, and this is the kind of chance to consolidate that. Mick, can you guess the handicap? I'd say it's high enough. Six. Six. Morris, what are you going for? Um, I don't think it's seven, so I'd say five. Oh, Morris wins again. Five. It's actually, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's Corfin minus four as well. So okay. About four. Ooh. So uh, that's right on the, the closest to it. edge of being tempting. Isn't it? Mm. Like, I'm still looking at that going. I even always said about a good curve in arms. Like, cool, cool, though. It, it could be like, like, it is kind of like the old, was it the 08 final of, or 09, 08 of Kerry and Tyrone, where you yeah. had kind of like Kerry the aristocrats and then just, oh, Jesus, what have we let ourselves in for here? Yeah. Was it 05 or 08? No, it was 08. They, they beat them in, 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 0, in 03 semi final, 05 final, and the 08 final. Yeah. The 08 when final you, was when there was a team that were kind of, sort of thought it was overlooked and they all grew the beards and they came back and yeah, they yeah. caught Kerry on the hop in the final but <laughs> the other thing was they had beaten this team twice there was a there was a monkey yeah. on their back and definitely Currafin don't have that you know but and, and yeah, yeah the, that was Kerry team going for three semi-final even as well yeah, yeah. Like, and like team. maybe that is the case but like we were hearing about Nemo being the best monster club and finally being able to put it up to Currafin and they didn't lay a glove on them like about Ball and Tubber gunning for Currafin after what they did to them two years ago didn't lay a glove on them like yeah. I, I, I think that they're are they getting better yeah, I'm posing that question but lucky enough I'm in the presenter seat not the prediction <laughs> seat so it's up to you Morris what are you predicted here I'll I'll go for um, Carfine I think will win and they'll beat that spread I think they might too yeah beat the spread so uh, Carfine to beat the spread not bad going there you can get it at evens on labrooks.com uh, before we go as well we've got the 
junior and intermediate All-Ireland hurling finals as well this weekend. Yeah. Some great stories there, especially with Tullerone and Tommy Walsh. There's a brilliant interview with the with the Walshes up on Balls.e right now. PJ was talking to, I think it was Porrick last week. Yeah. Um, like Tullerone are an interesting case. They're a, br- like, they're a brilliant story, actually. The, uh, people would have seen the Tommy Walsh celebrating with his father, which was just like, it was absolutely class. It kind of summarised what, what you kind of love about Club GA. Um, that interview was great, by the way. That they go on, go in, actually go into that, and Park like Park is slagging his father. You were yeah, making be like straight to Tommy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah which, which was great. Um, it's actually great. We've got it here up. It's like uh, Park like uh, he did. He uh, I didn't get near him since Walsh was father. We've been slagging him about it since. You never come near the rest of us, and he feels awful now. He says, "Ah, he was the closest one to me." But he's absolutely over the moon. He was on the sideline beside Tommy at the time. It was so nice to see the two of them, and the video of them after was cool, which is in the piece as well if you haven't seen I'm sure you have at this stage of Tommy and his father embracing each other um, I'd be interested in the price for that game just briefly because um, Cork uh, from following news from Cork uh, were heavily backboned to the immaculate team who were brilliant but um, the two players sent off they played Tureen from AO in a semi-final were run close by Tureen actually in a semi-final and um, Billy Dunn and Mark O'Keefe were both sent off and it looks like their appeals are going to be uh, upheld so they won't give it off and that's two big players to be missing in a final so even if you're going off their form from the year they have been so far this year I think that is a that's a huge loss to miss two starters in a, in a yeah Tullerone are 8-13 and Labrooks uh, Father Neils are 13 days yeah that's I think yeah I, 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 it could even be shorter really for Tullerone given to, like you're talking about two big players missing for in an All-Ireland final I just yeah to subscribe to the full Build Up podcast, search The Build Up on Balls.de on all good podcast apps.